From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Today, I'm talking with Rabbi Irvin Beagle, who's recently retired from spiritual care at Upstate University Hospital after 17 years of service as a chaplain. Welcome to HealthLink on Air, Rabbi. Thank you, Amber. I'm delighted to be with you. I'd like to start by asking you to talk about the role of spiritual care at the hospital. Is the service offered to all patients or only those who are hospitalized for a long stay? Well, you know, as chaplains, we understand that whether a patient anticipates a short stay or a long stay or uh, is just coming for an outpatient procedure, the patient is having some anxiety that uh, they have been uprooted from their home, from all the familiar routines of their life, and uh, they've come to the hospital, which is a whole different world, where they've lost some of their independence, and often uh, they're not sure how long they're going to be here. So uh, the job of a chaplain is to uh, offer support to every single patient. Now, uh, chaplains, don't uh, always have the ability to get to every patient in the hospital, but certainly if a patient or a family member asks to see a chaplain, the chaplain will be there, regardless of how long they expect to be at the hospital. So as one of the chaplains, what were your responsibilities or what was, what was your day like? Did you, did you wait for a phone call from someone who needed you or... Did you have rounds that you made? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, for the last uh, number of years, the main focus of my work was to visit Jewish patients. And I did that routinely. On the days when I was at the hospital, I would make rounds and see all of the Jewish patients who were in the house, and all those who wanted a visit at least. Uh, Patients always have the option of uh, saying they don't want to visit. Uh, we always come to the patient's door and ask for permission to enter. That's for a moment, that is their home, and uh, we respect that. Uh, so uh, in, in visiting patients, uh, my, my function is to uh, offer support and uh, particularly with Jewish patients, uh, I share an identity with them. I'm Jewish, and uh, in the case of Jewish patients, they're obviously Jewish, uh, which establishes a connection to, uh, to begin with. As a Jewish chaplain, there are things that I can offer them because of my particular background, but uh, the, the main focus, again, is to offer them support uh, during a, it can be a difficult time. Do you interact much with family members or relatives of the patients? Yeah, that's a great question because we understand that when a patient comes to the hospital, they're certainly affected by the experience, but everyone close to them is also affected. Uh, Families may have anxiety, families uh, may have uncertainty, Uh, families may even have spiritual questions. Why is this happening to somebody I love? And 
uh, we, we see care of a family as being very much a part of what chaplains do. Uh, uh, during the pandemic, this became even more important than usual because there were times, as we know, when families were not allowed to come into the hospital at all. And uh, I found myself making phone calls to families. One, uh, uh, once the family understood that I was calling not to talk about the patient, but to ask how they were doing, they usually appreciated that contact very much. And like you said, during the pandemic, I, I know that was more important when people, you know, couldn't be at a, a loved one's bedside. Mm hmm. Yes, it was. I hope that uh, one of the things which results from that is that kind of outreach to families will be continued long after the pandemic is gone. And we, of course, hope that will happen very quickly. Uh, families uh, often needed to talk and family uh, family members often had uh, a lot of uh, uh, anxiety and really needed somebody to take the time to listen to them. And as a chaplain, I was uh, fortunate to be in a position of being able to listen to what they said and being able to respond in an empathic way to them. That makes me wonder about hospital staff. Do you ever have members of the hospital who seek your counsel as, as chaplain? Well, I know that um, uh, staff often does seek out chaplains. I can't remember a specific incident where a staff member came to me, but I can tell you that any time I was on the floor uh, to see patients, I was very sensitive and very much aware that the staff uh, was experiencing stress and uh, that they had been working very hard and that they needed uh, to know that uh, they could get support. So uh, sometimes that might be as simple as my speaking to a staff member and saying, how is your day going? Uh, and establishing contact in that way. Uh, but I, I am sure that uh, some of my colleagues have probably had more extensive experiences with staff uh, than I can recall. As a rabbi, did you ever provide spiritual care to people who weren't Jewish or people with no religion? Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, I have done that. And as a professionally trained chaplain, uh, I know that my function is not to promote a particular way of looking at the world or a particular religious tradition. My uh, function is to uh, offer support in ways that are meaningful to that particular patient and uh, explore, uh, exploring with them the sources of their strength and uh, facilitating uh, the things that will help them is uh, what I am able to do for those patients. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Rabbi Irvin Beagle from Upstate University Hospital's Department of Spiritual Care. What drew you to spiritual care? 
Well, for many years, I served as a rabbi in a congregational setting. You know, there's what they call a pulpit rabbi. Uh, there came a point uh, when I felt I needed to do something a bit different. I had always enjoyed the personal contact I had with people. I had always enjoyed uh, the opportunity to offer support to people who were going through difficult times. And uh, coincidentally, uh, at uh, just about the time I was uh, considering those things, uh, uh, Reverend Culbertson, managing chaplain at, at Upstate, uh, called me and asked me if I could uh, help out with uh, some chaplaincy at one of the facilities in town. Uh, subsequently, I uh, took four units of clinical pastoral education, and uh, that work with the, together with the uh, clinical uh, cl clinical work uh, that was part of that under supervision uh, helped me to be ready to fulfill the obligations of a chaplain. Well, I wonder if you're able to leave your work at work, and if so, what strategies you use for that, because you're potentially in a crisis situation with the people you're helping all day. I wonder if you're able to walk away from that. Sometimes it's very hard. Uh, uh, the things that help me, though, is that I come home to family. I have a regular uh, routine of religious practice in my life, including prayer three times a day. And uh, uh, th those things are very helpful to me in uh, being able to leave, at least to some extent, uh, work uh, at work. Well, I'd like to get your advice about what family and friends can do when a loved one is hospitalized. What can they do to help? Well, the most important thing, I think, is to be there. Uh, that uh, being present with a patient uh, makes a, a big difference. Uh, but there, there are other bits of advice I would give as well. For, first of all, understand that the patient is in the hospital because of a medical issue of some sort, but their healing uh, requires concern with their spiritual well-being as, as well. Uh, patients uh, have anxiety. Patients uh, may uh, feel disconnected from community. There, there are many uh, aspects to the, the spiritual issues that a patient may have. So be aware of that. Be sensitive to that. Uh, next, I, I think families need to acknowledge their own feelings about of what is happening. Uh, and last and perhaps most important, they need to know that chaplains are available to help them through all this, that uh, the chaplains are part of the treatment team at the hospital, and uh, a simple call to the spiritual care office will bring a chaplain to the bedside to speak with them. In your 17 years as a chaplain, what things have you seen that help lift a person's spirits if they're hospitalized? Sometimes patients just need to have somebody listen to them empathically. Uh, patients have uh, 
you know, many, many concerns. Uh, every patient is a little bit different. There's no one size fits all when it comes to assessing or uh, intervening with a patient to help them. Uh, I, I, one example, I can give you two examples of things that have been helpful to patients. As a Jewish chaplain, I, I'm able to draw on Jewish tradition and Jewish sources when I meet particularly with Jewish patients, but often with other patients. Uh, and I've had uh, one of the Jewish traditions uh, is that in a time of illness, we recite Psalms from the book of Psalms. We all know the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, but in fact, there are 150 Psalms to choose from, uh, depending on what's most appropriate to the situation. So often with a patient's permission, I will uh, recite one of those Psalms. Sometimes I say it in English, sometimes in Hebrew, sometimes in Hebrew and English. One of the fascinating things that I've discovered is that sometimes a patient who may not identify as being religiously observant will find great comfort in hearing the psalm read in the Hebrew language, the original Hebrew. It helps them, I believe, to feel more connected to a tradition, helps them feel more connected perhaps to God. It uh, helps them to identify with something which is uh, larger than what is happening in their life at the moment. Uh, and and there's, a, there's another aspect uh, as well that I, I did, really do want to uh, mention. And uh, this is uh, an area where I can be particularly helpful with Jewish patients, uh, also with other patients. Uh, the recognition that decisions about medical care are often excruciatingly difficult. Uh, but I encourage patients and families to understand that these decisions are certainly uh, based on medicine and science, but they are not only medical decisions, they are ethical decisions. And for many of us, these are religious decisions because religious traditions have a lot to say about the sanctity of life and how we uh, and how we deal with medical issues. Uh, I recall one uh, incident a number of years ago when a Jewish family had requested a visit from me. Uh, because they wanted some guidance about making uh, decisions on medical care. I think it was an end-of-life situation, and these decisions were extremely hard. Uh, I came to see them, but uh, I came along with a group of clinical pastoral education students because this was part of their learning. And, of course, we had the family's permission to have them sit in. I was able to talk about the values of Jewish tradition to them, and I think that although there were no uh, easy answers, I think that by the time we finished talking, they uh, their mood had lightened at least a little bit. 
Thank you to Rabbi Irvin Beagle, and congratulations on your retirement from spiritual care at Upstate University Hospital. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and radio talk show, HealthLink on Air.